Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam of Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is the Monday Night Raw review for October 14th, 2019. If this is your first time on the channel, then make sure to hit that subscribe button. Turn on the bell for all notifications. We here in Slam of Wrestling bring you all pro wrestling related stuff, including reviews for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and New Japan as well. So this was night 2 of the 2019 WWE draft. By the way, I'm gonna be doing a separate WWE draft review video which will be covering the best and worst draft picks. So the show kicked off with a highlight package featuring Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt and their encounter slash feud for the last 4-5 weeks. Becky Lynch came out. She was scheduled for a match with Charlotte Flair and the winner of this match gets the first draft pick for their respective shows. Lynch cut a post-match promo. She was bragging about her being the number one overall draft pick. She said that she would have loved to kick Sasha Banks as all over Denver but sadly she couldn't as Sasha is out with an injury because of the last beating she gave her. She started talking about Charlotte Flair and said whenever herself and Flair face off it's a war and tonight she was ready for a war and to rip some arms. Charlotte Flair came out res responding to Lynch saying that this nightmare will never end and if she gets drafted to Raw then they will fight forever. Flair said that she is not interested in having this match and said that she misses Lynch and wants both of them to be best friends again. Lynch went to reply but Charlotte took a cheap shot. Both women started brawling before officials came in to break the fight. So on to the match, both women went straight after each other with multiple, multiple exchanges in the corner. Charlotte went for an inside cradle pin but only got a two count. Lynch would go on to hit a dragon screw. In the corner, Lynch was charging towards Flair but Flair blocked and took down Lynch by pulling her hair. Flair then locked in a body scissors on the neck area and rammed Lynch's face multiple times. Lynch tried to make huge comebacks in the match. Charlotte would get better of Lynch every time. Final parts of the match saw Flair getting a near fall after hitting a spear. Flair couldn't believe she got the win and there was and therefore was showing off her frustration. This gave Lynch the opportunity to roll up Flair for a pin and get the victory here. Next we had an interview segment with Seth Rollins and Charlie Caruso. Rollins was asked about uh, the pain to which Rollins replied by saying that he is feeling great tonight cause it's draft night. He went on to say no matter what show he is on, the pain follows him everywhere. He said that he thought he, he ended all this at hell in a cell and explained that he was doing all he was doing things the wrong way. He went on to say that he will go fiend hunting tonight and end this once and for all. And he is gonna burn it down. Hmm. The host of Mad Money gave his two cents of the WWE draft. They also showed the Fox and USA Network officials re reacting to every draft picks. First round of the draft picks of the night. So Raw got uh, Universal Champion Seth Rollins. Charlotte Flair, Andrade with Zelina Vega, while SmackDown got WWE Champion Brock Lesnar and The New Day. Next we had Andrade vs Ali. Zelina Vega cut a post-match promo showing her displeasure that Andrade was not drafted higher, was not drafted higher like Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, or one of the four horse faces. She meant four horsewomen. The match started mid-commercial. 
Ali had a big leg scissors takedown. Andrade went outside to recover. Ali looked for a tope conilo but got stopped by Zelina Vega. Andrade tried to attack Ali from behind but Ali had it scouted. At one point, Ali was going for a tornado DDT but tornado DDT from the second row but Andrade sent him crashing to the outside. Andrade started targeting the left arm of Ali after sending Ali to the ring post. Andrade added more damage, damage to the left arm after he locked in an arm bar with the assist of, assist of the bottom rope. Ali tried to fight back but Andrade sent him to the corner and drived his knees to the chest of Ali. Andrade went for the pin but only got it too. Ali got some offense when he blocked a second running knee effort from Andrade. Ali was once again looking for the tope conero but Zelina Vega once again came to stop Ali. But Ali didn't care this time and but Ali didn't care this time and actually dove over Vega and this time hit Andrade with the tope. Referee's attention was towards Andrade and therefore he didn't see Vega taking out taking out Ali with a Harikarana. Andrade got Ali in the ring to get the victory. Round two of the WWE draft. Raw got the Kabuki Warriors. The commentators also mentioned that uh, them being the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, they can still defend their titles on both Raw and SmackDown. But if they do lose their titles, then they are exclusive to Monday Night Raw. Raw also got Rusev and Aleister Black, while SmackDown got the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey and Daniel Bryan. Next, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler defending the titles against the Viking Raiders. Eric and Ziggler started the match. Eric came in with a shotgun running knee to Ziggler and sent Roode out to the opposite side. Ivar hit a big, big suicide dive to take out Roode. In the ring, Eric hit a gut wrench slam, tagged in Ivar who hit a big splash and went for the pin but was broken up by Roode. The Raiders would go on to dominate at this point until Eric was blindsided by Ziggler. Rude and Ziggler started working on Eric on their in their corner. At one point while Eric was outside, Ziggler hit a zigzag sending Eric crashing through the barricade. Eric made that hot tag to Ivar who took out both Rude and Ziggler. When he hit a seated senton on Rude and did a cartwheel and hit a clothesline on Ziggler. Eric who was the legal man hit a double team zigzag. Rude went for the pin here but was broken up by Ivar. Rude and Ziggler were going for some sort of double team move on Eric but Eric escaped and made yet another big tag to Ivar. Ivar bulldozed over both men and, and took both of them out with a handspring elbow. The Raiders got the victory after hitting the Viking experience which almost got botched and became the new Raw Tag Team Champions. I think this was a decent match. I think the Viking Raiders is a type of team that can do a lot of things as champions if they are booked in the right manners. The Raiders got a promo in the back saying that Monday Night Raw is the place where they belong. Ivar said that it's one thing to win championship, it's another to defend them. Eric brought up the fact that they are the only undefeated tag team in WWE and the only team to, to have won the IWGP, Ring of Honor, NXT and now the Raw Tag Team Championships. I love that New Japan and Ring of Honor got a little rub here. They ended up by saying uh, WWE Universe, the raid is here. Third round of the draft uh, saw uh, Raw getting Cedric Alexander, Humberto Carrillo and Eric Rowan while SmackDown got Shinsuke Nakamura and Ali. Alistair Black vs Eric Young who hasn't been seen on TV for god knows how long. 
Young tried for some early offense, but but Black got the better of Young with his striking techniques. Young missed a black mass and retreated to the outside. Final parts of the match saw Young looking for a roll-up pin, but Black Black locked in a dragon sleeper, which he calls the dark ritual to get a submission victory. Fourth round of the draft picks, Raw got Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, and the 24-7 champion R-Truth, while SmackDown got Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler and Carmella. The street profits were seen doing their narrator's stick, talking about the stuff that's gonna be happening later on the show, and also bragging about the fact that they were drafted to Raw. The OC would, would come in to quote-unquote join the celebration. AJ Styles was questioning why the USA Network officials drafted the Street Profits as the unofficial host of Raw when the OC is already here. Styles said that uh, they enjoy the small niche that they have carved out for themselves and said welcome to the fam, only to take out the profits. So the Street Profits are finally getting something to do that makes sense. Moving on, next we are Ricochet vs Shelton Benjamin. Ricochet cut a post-match promo and I quote, If I have learned anything in my life, it's that no one, no one is a passenger. You are the driver of your own destiny. And last week, my destiny took flight when I was drafted to Raw, where I will continue to overcome all obstacles and to prove that superheroes are real. Looks like this is Ricochet's new thing now. Ricochet would go on to beat Shelton Benjamin uh, after hitting a recoil. Uh, next, we had uh, a video package featuring Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Lana was seen getting a massage from, from the almighty Bobby Lashley. So now they have gone from blacked to looped. The contract signing between Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman for their match at Crown Jewel. Strowman said that he knows a lot about Fury. He's not just a great athlete, but he has a big ego too. And the only reason why he was at the premiere of Friday Night Smackdown is to steal the WWE spotlight and his and his spotlight as well. Strowman warned Fury that he's stepping into his world at Saudi Arabia, where he will be handed his first loss ever and will be getting those hands. Fury responded by saying that he was a big fan of Strowman and even his kids were a big fan as well. Fury said that he is not out of his element in any ring and at Crown Jewel he is gonna prove that by knocking out Strowman. Strowman destroyed the contract signing table while Fury destroyed a pen. That's it. This was a very stupid looking segment. We are the uh, fifth round of the draft picks. Uh, so Raw got Samoa Joe, Akira Tozawa and Shelton Benjamin while Smackdown got The Miss, who has been drafted back and forth since the original 2016 draft and also King Corbin. Next, we had Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. Both men went for several lockup lockup exchanges and went for pit, pinfall attempts while showing off their agility. Murphy got the control of the match after sending Alexander into the turnbuckle. Murphy tried to send Alexander to the outside but Alexander landed on the apron and was looking for a springboard move but Murphy sent Alexander crashing to the outside. At one point, Alexander was looking for a face buster but Murphy caught him with a bicycle knee and hit a big tope on the outside. In the ring, Murphy hit a Meteora which only got a 2. Murphy would go on to win the match after hitting the Murphy's Law. Commentators were running through the matches for Crown Jewel including the largest tag team turmoil match in WWE history to determine the World Cup for the best tag team in the world featuring every possible tag team in the main roster. 
I think it is WWE countering AEW and what they are doing with their tag team division. Also, they announced a Universal Championship rematch between Seth Rollins and The Fiend in a false count anywhere match. Uh, I'm gonna talk about that uh, later on. The street profits were seen looking for the OC. Montez Ford said that the only thing that the OC proved tonight that they are strength in numbers. Ford said that let's go take out all three guys. Dawkins rejected the idea and recommended that they get themselves a partner. Ford, Ford asked who the partner is. To which Dawkins replied that let's keep that a mystery. Ford said that the only thing that's not a mystery is that they want the smoke. Final round of the draft picks, uh, Raw got Rey Mysterio, Titus O'Neil and Liv Morgan while Smackdown got Chad Gable, not Shorty Gable, Chad Gable and Elias. Next we had the Kabuki Warriors versus Natalia and a mystery partner of our choosing who turned out to be Lacey Evans that didn't make any goddamn sense as as both women were enemies just seven days ago. And by the way, I don't think WWE is gonna turn Evans a baby face anytime soon. On to the match, this match went too damn long. The Kabuki Warriors would beat the team of Evans and Natalia and that's it. They quickly transitioned into the Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt said that he saw Seth Rollins and thinks that he is strong, brave and smart. Rambling Rabbit popped up warning Wyatt that Rollins was coming to the Funhouse. Wyatt promised that everything is gonna be fine. Rollins came in from behind and took out Wyatt. He then started removing his picture from the wall of friendship. The Funhouse members pleaded Rollins to stop. Wyatt got into Rollins face and was asking him why was he doing this. Rollins once again attacked Wyatt, after which he looked at the camera and recited the greatest catchphrase of this era, burn it down. He then went on to destroy the funhouse by setting it up on fire and that's how the show went off air. I thought this segment was garbage and it really came off comical than a serious thing and about the Universal Championship match at Crown Jewel. So my early prediction would be Seth is gonna retain the title and destroy whatever is left of the Fiend character. Or being this is a false count anywhere match, I can see this going to a no contest. And if they do another no contest finish, then that's yet another stupid booking decision. All I can say that I'm not keeping my hopes of the Fiend winning the championship this time. So that was Monday Night Raw for you guys. So what did you guys think about the show? Let me know in the comment section below or on social media. You can find Slam Up Wrestling on Twitter at Slam Up W, Instagram at Slam Up Wrestling. Our podcast and reviews are mainly audio based. And if you don't want your YouTube app running for that, then you can catch Slam Up Wrestling on Spotify and even on Anchor. And if you are watching on YouTube, then make sure to like this video. The like goals for this video is about 10 likes. Therefore, help me out, guys, to reach this goal. And we will see you guys next time.